Welcome to the biggest thing to hit the financial advisory ESG community, environmental, social, and governance. I'm Jonathan Kavaznik, CHFC Wealth Advisor. With over 25 years advisory experience, I've been advising clients so they can make a positive global impact. Hello, and welcome to the ESG Players Podcast with your host, Jonathan Kavaznik, one of the leading ESG advisors in the country. I am producer Becca. This week, we will be discussing the UN Sustainable Development Goal number five, achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls. We welcome Susan Dank. She is the founder and owner of White Crane Construction in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Susan is an expert in the construction and remodeling industry, and as a woman, has really paved her way in the industry. Hello, Susan, and welcome to the ESG Players Podcast. Well, good morning, John. So great to be here with you. I hope you're doing great this morning. We're really excited to have you on our show today. Can you just share with our our listeners a little bit about your probably one of the early on pioneers in the women-owned construction business, and can you share a little bit about how that happened and, and how that's going? You know, I stumbled into the construction industry because I needed a job when I was in college, and it turned in, I had a uh, an opportunity for a summer job uh, working on a uh, construction site as a laborer, and I took that opportunity, had a great summer, uh, lots of fun, learned a lot, uh, you know, just ba- doing basic work, truly. Things like watering down dirt, and this was all taking place in San Antonio, Texas, And in San Antonio, Texas, in the middle of the summertime, you actually have to water down the dirt to keep the dust down. So it was a a fun summer, and a summer job turned into a uh, Christmas holiday break, right, when I was home from school again, and I was a painter's helper uh, uh, over that break. And it funny, as as life would have it, the project manager said, Susan, when you graduate, if you ever need a job, you should come see us. And that's how my career began many moons ago. And so uh, I know you've been very successful at it, but I also know and the reason why we were so excited to have you on our show today is that you really are a believer in gender equality and empowering young women and girls. Can you share a little bit about some of that area that you've worked in and, and your passion about that? Sure. The um, Well, as a woman in construction, uh, I started in the construction industry in 1980. So if you do the math, that's 38 years ago. And um, I just grew up in a family. My mother was a nurse, uh, six children, the fifth of six. And so I always... I really believe in that uh, saying that we've heard so so frequently, if you can see it, you can be it. And, you know, once we all the kids were up enough to get into to primary school, off mother went back to work so that she could help dad, um, you know, pay the bills and get prepared to send us all through college and the things that it takes to raise a family. So I always had that model of somebody that really enjoyed working, a woman that really enjoyed working. My mother loved to be a nurse. So from that perspective, I didn't know any different other than uh, it was important for me to get an education and and move on with my life. And that model was not a model of just go to college, get married. Uh, it, it just wasn't, that wasn't a fit for me. So easy for me to understand the piece around gender equity. I also 
I just don't believe in a world where where you don't have gender equity. And it's challenging for me, and it always has been challenging, to look at the statistics around the inequity for women and girls. And always in my 30-plus uh, years, uh, I've been trying to level that playing field as I could. So uh, I'm I'm going to ask you in a, in a two-part question because I, I know that you're uh, very uh, astute and very wise in this area, and that is, as a business owner, what would you tell our listeners they could do to help with that inequality? And then also, just as a citizen and a, a person who lives on this planet and wants to make sure that everyone's doing better and we're doing the right things. So kind of a two-part. As a business owner, what could our listeners think about? And then just as a citizen and part of you know, humanity, what would they want to be doing? Well, as a business owner, uh, I would say uh, first understand what the facts are around gender equity. And when, when uh, understand what those numbers mean, there's also a great racial inequity that we know as well exists. Um, and try to, try to, in your own business, correct that inequity. Make sure that you are treating and paying women equal, equally to what you pay men. And then, as along the way, uh, take a look at how, what that means and looks like, how you can encourage, support, and uh, uh, bring women into parity in those areas. As uh, a member of society, I think we truly have to look at our girls. We got to love our boys too. We get, you know, it's, it's on both sides and we have to really understand the facts and the data around where we're losing our girls, where they don't see the opportunity to be trained and educated to be in uh, jobs that more clearly they can be equally paid. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are areas where, I think it's super important as a community leader that we look at what the numbers are and know that we've got to help our girls make it through some of the things that take them off a track. You know, when they're in grade school and they're just there are they're just data that shows us time and time again where girls get off track in studying and training for the things that are going to bring them uh, better living, higher paying jobs. Yeah, so would you say that mentoring or having the opportunity for these young people to have someone at an early age helping them and guiding them? or And if so, what are some of the areas that you've experienced that that's worked? Well, I think we see it happening on many levels and in many areas. How successful it is is another question in its, in its entirety. One of the things, John, that we see in the construction industry uh, is the great disparity between the number of uh, white men in our trades, right, whether it's a plumber or an electrician or a professional painter or uh, just on and on. Uh, those are high-paying jobs that where you don't need a college degree to be successful and truly have a middle-class life. Um, and we just look at the ranks, and and if you look at 
of what our needs are in construction right now and what our availability of qualified tradespeople are, there's a huge gap. So we have an employment gap in the sense that so many of our professional tradespeople, whether they be electricians or plumbers or masons, are retiring out of the field, but there are not enough people coming behind them. And so this is an area in particular where the trades could do so much more to bring both uh, women into the trades and also work on racial diversity and bring uh, look at the, look at the ranks and figure out how we're going to bring more people into just our own construction industry. Yeah. So if I'm a, a parent and I have a couple young daughters, can you share with me what would be a good path if I wanted them to learn more about? maybe getting into the trade? How would they start? Where would I look? That's a great question. So, you know, you look at, there are many programs. I, I think of Dunwoody College as one of the areas that I go to where they're, where, uh, they're actively working on helping uh, girls think about, uh, thinking about potential trade, trade job, uh, uh, professions in the trade. The other place that I would look is two-year high schools, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as as kids are getting into their upper education at the high school level, it doesn't have to be all boys that are working in shop and girls go down another path. I would also say that it's it's sort of where you have an affinity. But if you're a girl who likes to be outside uh play softball, engage in sport, things like that, you're you're accustomed to using your body. You know what, uh, both your body and your mind, if you will, and, and take that healthy path. That's another area where, um, where I would say that you, you, it's not as unusual, but to look at in, in your high schools and with your high school counselors and where can I be exposed, particularly if you think you might have an interest and I think at a pretty young age, kids, both boys and girls, are figuring out, you know, I you know I'm more comfortable being in an office. I see myself um, uh, going down a professional track versus a a a, 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 a trades track, right? In 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 the school time in the educational process. And so I think kids know they just need opportunities. So I would encourage them to check in with their high school counselors and check out some of those courses that, um, that would offer some opportunities to learn more about the trade. Yeah. I think those are awesome uh, ways for our children to get involved and, and learn more. Well, when we're dealing with our clientele and we're doing the uh, ESG environmental social governance ad- advising, one of the areas that we're always asking people is, you know, what is it that they can personally do and what is it that our local community can do to have an impact and really change some of these ways? Um, can you maybe just share with our listeners in your business some of the practices that y- you use to not necessarily overcompensate, but make sure that you are having gender equality and empowering women who come in who are looking for a career in construction? I will tell you here at White Crane, we have, uh, out of the 12 employees we have, half of them are women, uh, not necessarily in traditional roles. One of our project managers is an awesome, uh, who's an awesome project manager, happens to be a woman. If you think about the skill sets involved in project management, we do residential design builds, so we have both designers and um, 
uh, people in construction in our in our company working together as a team. And I would say that we intentionally don't try to segregate, oh, this job is only for a woman or this job is only for a man. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've worked hard at that and we've been successful doing that. The other thing I look at, as you might imagine, is we make darn sure that we have pay equity at White Crane. We work hard at uh, not uh, at recognizing work for its merit and that we don't build in uh, that differential, you know, that you're automatically making 80 cents on the dollar because you happen to be a woman. So those are the things for me. And then we actively promote, um, you know, some balance in, in that arena as we look at both our clients and our, our employees. We're, we're just working hard to, uh, to promote that kind of equity. The other thing that I do is I personally mentor women that want to get into the construction industry. I had lunch with a woman yesterday who grew up uh, working with her father on rental properties. Uh, she's now in her 40s. Uh, she's had a career as uh, a very senior executive assistant. So if you're in that role, you know how to manage and traffic cop your way through that because you're juggling so many activities. And she does it very successfully. I sat on a board of this organization. Just just unbelievable project management skills. And, you know, recognized for that and paid accordingly. And she has made the decision that she's ready to come back to something that she loves, which is residential remodeling. So we're actively talking about what pathways that she can take to do that. And I'm brainstorming with her as my team is here about how we can support her in that path. So one of the things, for example, that she will do uh, here in the upcoming weeks is shadow one of our project managers uh, for a few days. And actually, we'll probably have her shadow a couple of our project managers to get a feel for what does this look like. What I know about her skills as a project manager watching her in this nonprofit arena that she's been working in, they're incredible. So now you just have to dovetail them into what does that look like in residential remodeling? She's got this construction background, and so how do we fast track her? So she doesn't have to go back. We can take the skills that she's got, and she doesn't have to step back all the way to the beginning. You know, you meet the car where it is on the road. Instead of tailing the car, it's going all the way back to the shop, right, where you got it. When it's on, when you're, If you think of your journey, your career path journey, as a vehicle and you're driving down the road, so many of these opportunities are available. You just meet you where you are and then buff up those skill sets that are particular to uh, the industry and you can have great success. So that's just one example. I know she'll be knock it out of the ballpark successful uh, as a project manager in construction. WhiteCraneConstruction.com. So I say to people, white like the color, crane like the bird, construction the entire word. Susan, thank you so much for being a player in the ESG Players Podcast. And we appreciate your time. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Thank you, Susan. We've been talking with Susan Dank. She's the founder and owner of White Crane Construction in Minneapolis. If you have any questions, please contact Jonathan Kavaznik at jkavaznik, that's K-V-A-S-N-I-K, 
at securitiesamerica.com. ESG Players Podcast can be found on iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and many other platforms through the Backroom Studios. That's Backroom Studios, S-T-E-W-D-I-O-S. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC, Jonathan B. Kovacnik, CHFC, registered representative, advisory services offered through Securities America Advisories, Inc., Cherokee Investment Services, Bank Cherokee, and Securities America are separate companies, not FDIC insured, no bank guarantees, may lose value, not insured by any government agency, not bank deposits.